we talked a little bit about leadership and uh, and I think if I'm understanding you correctly, one of the things that you're you're saying is that what's really important is that the CISO understands the individual value that it gives to the different board members and that they're really focused on trying to communicate that on a personal one-to-one level um, because trying to communicate and saying the board is just one entity and yeah. communicating in that way is, is not going to get anybody's attention. So that that importance of that personal relationships, that importance of communication, individuals demonstrate individual value is important. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's and that's a kind of shift, I think, uh, from really the CISO just getting on and doing their job. So I remember, you know, we, we talked earlier about this firefighting. So a yeah. CISO comes into a role, um, has to crack on, is very much um, in in the trenches, you know, so mm. it's a case of, well, I've got all of this work to do. So I really can't see the wood for seeing, seeing the trees, mm. you know, but it, it is, again, that shift of starting off with, you know, this is what, you know, I'm here to, to do. But fundamentally, I, I want to learn about you rather than to tell you all about me. It's, right, it's, right. I mean, that's how you, you influence people. Absolutely. That's how you, you create yeah. rapport with people is like listening to them. And that's how you build trust. And build it and using the the language, Absolutely. the phrases and, yeah. and the language that they're and how using. How they motivated, yeah. how do I represent what I'm trying to say in a way that's gonna actually match with their motivational styles as well. Absolutely. And also being being genuinely interested in what it is right. that they do. So yeah. how can I help you? Absolutely. You know, because then it's that reciprocity. Mm. How have you say that? I always get that <laughs> word wrong, but yeah. it's just that that whole kind of let's help one another. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm there making an offer to you as mm. in like let me help you tell me tell me what it is that you can need mm. it's it's much more um much likely. more engaging isn't exactly it? yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. you're yeah. much more likely to get to keep them on your side if they sadly i mean people are quite think about themselves so if they can see personal value in engaging with you you're much more likely to get the outcome that you need yeah and it's building the trust you it know is. so building True. the trust and trust True. is so important it is so important yeah you know with so much especially now with us going into the fourth industrial revolution right. you know we're on the cusp of it now but this whole kind of era of fakeness yeah. you know what is real yeah, is you know it's just you've got to be able to to build that trust as an individual in mm. your organization you know with the stakeholders with your team mm. but also externally as well with your clients and customers and also your potential new recruits it's interesting because i think one of the things that we've certainly seen is um you know security professionals CISOs being used as a marketing asset yes. being used as a yes. mechanism to both sometimes internally but externally saying we are a secure organization this matters absolutely and and i think we're going to see more of that mm. i know some cso's have that in yeah. their remit yeah. hence the fact that we run this podcast i mean absolutely <laughs> you know, this is great yeah really. but but it's a really really useful asset for teams to actually use their cso's to to prove to to everybody that we actually take security seriously. It matters in our organisation. It is an essential part of our makeup that we are going to operate in this way. Um, you know, we're seeing that, you know, you heard some of the banks in the US saying that they view risks around cybersecurity on par with a global recession. So yeah. it makes complete yeah. and utter sense to use yeah. your, your CISOs and to use your security professionals in this way, right? Yep, absolutely. It's, I mean... It's a board level, you know. It's on the on the agenda. Yeah. Risks, you know, cybersecurity, cyber risk yeah. is is right up there as as a primary issue for the board. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Do you think it's getting? Um, is it tougher for a CSA now, or is it easier for a CSA now than it was, say, 
three, three or four years ago. I mean, what's your view? I think it's tougher. It's mm. tougher because the attacks are coming coming at us. So yeah. we've got attacks externally from state-sponsored attackers sure. or from cyber criminals, and and then we've got compliance and regulation internally. So the internal breaches and things like that. Some are in inadvertent, mm. but there's just so many more, and we've got so much more regulation on a global global scale. Most yeah. of us operate on a global basis. So there's so much to navigate. And um, the cyber, certainly the cyber criminals and the, uh, the gangs out there are doing a really good job. They're, they're innovative. They're, they're, you know. they're incredibly innovative, uh, arguably more yeah. agile and innovative than the security teams, which is why in some ways we've got the problem. They are, but to be, to be fair, mm. our job is not the same. So mm. they've only got to find one way in. Yeah. Um, but, true, true, you know, so yeah. it's, you know, our job is to defend mm. um, really. And yes, there are there are people within our organizations that will go out and infiltrate and attack and penetrate mm. and things like that. But um, our job is mostly to defend. So it's it, it it's not the same thing. No. The, the attackers have an asymmetric advantage over us. Mm. Um, but it's it is interesting how, you know, I'm seeing. The, our environment progress, I think, and it's it's not just a case of it's not just a case of of attack and disruption and things like that. You know, all of these all of these uh, ways are being used as um, yeah as as in, in some ways like warfare, mm. I think. So um, you know, and this is why sometimes I'll talk to businesses about language and things like that. Yeah. You know, so. Are we at are we at war? Are we you know are we at war or not? If we are at war, then fine, let's use the language of, of warfare. But if we're not at war, then let's not use the language right. of warfare. It's got to be proportionate as well. Because yeah. I've seen this a few times where um, you know if you're constantly going to say right everything's you know if you use, try and use too much negative language too much of the time when you really need it, you're not going to get the influence. This is it. This is it. Mm. The scaremongering. You know, mm. so back to mm. fud. Mm. You know, a little bit, yeah. a little bit works. Yeah, but only a tiny you, bit. You, you use it. You don't want to be the boy who cried wolf. Absolutely, <laughs> this is what absolutely. It's about, isn't it? yeah. yeah, so mm. it's yeah. You can itch the scratch, but it's yeah. just like you don't want to. You don't want to be, be careful. Yeah. Be careful how you use absolutely. it because when you really need it, if you've used it too many times, you're not going to get any 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 yeah. kind of uh, influence when you need it the most. Yeah. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm. So it's challenging. So I do see it being. I do see it being harder because mm. because the environment is is developing. The environment's harder. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Although surely the the role of the CISO has been taken much more seriously than it was um, by the board. I mean, that, I think that's true to say. No. It's yes. Mm. Um, we are evolving, so more CISOs are being appointed. Mm. You know, so some for the first time in these large large organisations. Right. But. Sometimes it's just a title, sure. you know, so they're not empowered. So they don't have a Got budget it. necessarily yeah. or they don't have the resources. The role is misunderstood. They, they know yeah. they need one, but they don't know quite why they need one or what they're going yeah. to do with one. They hire yeah. Right, and right. it's kind of satisfying stakeholders yeah, or regulators and things like that. Exactly. So it's <laughs> just, which yeah. comes back down to, yeah. is it compliance? Yeah. You know, or is it best practice? You know, sure. is it because we want to do the right thing and actually protect our organisation? Right yeah, yeah. Mm. or just mm. tick the box? Mm. Mm. You know, okay. so and and obviously, you know, for me, it has to be about doing the right thing and best practice to secure mm. your organisation and and protect your shareholders and right. things like that and the viability of the business. But mm. you also need to satisfy the regulators. 
I don't know whether it's an indicator that the average tenure is quite short for a CISO as to whether they're being treated in the correct way with inside the organisations. <clears throat> Possibly it is. Um, it depends. So, it, you know, mm. each organisation is, is different, but mm -hmm. um, a lot of the CISOs that I'll work with will... Uh, many of them will be talking about leaving the industry altogether. Really? So they are burnt really? out. Yeah. And yet they're probably relatively new to the CISO roles. Well, I mean. this, this is it. So oh. it's, yeah. Wow. And a lot of them also go into startups. So yeah. a lot of them go into startups because it's easier for them to actually do their job. Mm. Or some CISOs will actually go and start their own business or take a consulting role. And um, so it's there's a lot of there are a lot of um, changes that I'm seeing when it comes to to a CISO. All many of them will go and position themselves as non-executive directors. Sure. They need to work. They they're passionate about what they do. Right, right. Because um, it does attract a very passionate individual who cares yeah. enormously. Right. Um, but th fundamentally, they want to be able to do their job. And where we are now increasingly it's becoming harder for them to actually do their job due to, I think, the lack of understanding within the organisation. Mm. Uh, but but part, partly, I suppose, the lack of understanding has to be attributed to down to, is the CISO's role to drive up that education and awareness as well as much as anything, right? Well, I would say that too, mm. yeah. So mm. it's not a case mm. of playing the victim, no, which is easily not. done. And no. I, I think to a certain extent we do play the victim in security. Mm. So whether that's from the leadership perspective or whether that's from the female perspective, right, yeah. you know, poor me, I'm mm. a victim, this is all terrible, <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it is about moving beyond that and it mm. is a case of leveling up. So mm. it's just like, fine, I need to skill myself up. I need to be yeah. able to look for signals within an organisation uh, where I can. I'm confident that that is the right environment for me. I am going to be able to to make the changes yeah. and um, deal with the challenges that I I need to do. Um, or yeah, so so that's kind of what I see. So it's yeah. very much skilling up, leveling up, and um, in, in being empowered yeah. as opposed to disempowered. Yeah. And and also and this waiting for permission. You know, I I meet so many CSOs, CSOs, and also women who are waiting for permission, mm. you know, or not thinking. Explain to me not, what you mean by that. What do you mean by waiting yeah. for permission? Explain how, what you mean by I that. I think because there is, we, there's a, we're not allowed to get things wrong. So yeah. we're almost like the fifth emergency service. So it's, it's very much a case of, well, if we do get it wrong, if we do fail, mm. then that's going to be our head on the chopping block. Sure. That's going to be us out of a job. Right, right, right.